Previously on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. His last episode, I talked about having the ultimate selfie, which was a, yes. a colonoscopy. I had it. And by the way, we've had an impact because a couple people reached out to me and said, you know what? I appreciate the reminder. I have made my appointment Good. with a doctor. So maybe we could save a life. Were you cleansed? I was cleansed in ways that I could not <laughs> imagine you can be cleansed. And lo and behold, a guy comes in there talking about the goddamn Dallas Cowboys. Oh, no. <laughs> More important question. Where are the pictures? I have the pictures. No, God, I, I was have joking. <laughs> All right, I think the World Cup is balling. I think Terrell should go. People say I'm bashing LeBron. They're not going to give him anything in L.A. because there's been some people there, so he's just not going to come in there and run things. America is a trash fire, but, I, you know, I'm hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> and so each week for the preseason, regular season, and postseason, I will feature a person that was affected by racial inequality and or police brutality and effectively the reason why we kneel. We believe in change and we're prepared for it with new technique and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. To reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at Wadesword. Be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome to episode 64 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. It is a wonderful thing to be able to come to you guys, and I want to thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast menu or your podcast diet. And I want to continue to encourage you guys to subscribe, to like, to share with your friends. We want to become uh, your water cooler talk. So we try to give you enough to feed on. Even though these are the dog days of summer, things are kind of slow, but we still uh, have a few nuggets that maybe you could talk about with your friends, your buddies, your relatives, if uh, if you so choose. Coming up in episode 64, we have Sports E. We have Ballin' or Fallin', we have Birthdays, we have the Lamont Award, and we have so much more, including headlines. So, same, 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 charge to the game. We have that coming up as well. A triple threat show for today because we have, not only do we have Kalina, we have Biscuit. Biscuit is in the building for a segment or two, and the Silver Fox, Kevin Allen, the birthday boy, will be here as well Full show for us today. Let's start by bringing in Kalina. Hey, hey. And let's do our housekeeping first. Like, okay. let's remind folks about the birthdays, if they want shout outs to yes. send those to us, and about the music. music. Yes. Okay. So, we want to be in contact with you as much as possible. So, if you have any birthdays, anniversaries, big things coming up that you want us to shout out on, on the podcast, Please tweet us. Please go on to our Facebook group. Let us know in any way possible online, and we will make sure to do a shout-out. Also, if you are a musician, a DJ, if you have some type of music that you that is original that you would like us to play, all we need is a radio edit. We'll play a little bit of it during halftime, and then we'll play all of it at the very end of the podcast. And, I mean, what a great way to get your name out. Yeah, because yeah. we have thousands of listens. And so, uh, hey, you know, you can build your audience on, on our backs, as it were. Absolutely. So please get in touch with us. Tweet at us. Write on the Facebook group. Send subscribe, us, too. That's Subscribe, too. yes. 
Because people want to know that, okay, hey, yeah, you actually, not only do you go and listen every week, you actually subscribe. So we, we certainly appreciate that. With that, let's talk about what's new in our brand new segment. This is what we talk about. And people, I know some people love it. Some people hate it when we go off topic. But it's, this is not just a pure sports show. This is a personality show. I am more <laughs> than one thing as I sit back sure. in my chair. I'm much more than one thing. I'm multidimensional. But what's doing in your world? Let's start with you, Kalina, first. Oh, no. It's me. Well, I ha- I'm i in audition season. Wait a minute. All oh, the weeks what? that we've been doing this, uh-huh. nothing. you don't have a, a bookmark in your life to say, you know what? Bing! I have to save this for the brand new segment so I can talk no, about it No, because, life. I don't know, my life's not, it's fine. I like my life, but it's not like, oh my gosh. You know what? I do tell you when I go out of town, when I go to like fancy places like Belize, you, that's a brand new thing. Yeah, but just um, something that you can get off your chest that you you can mention about if you want to. Okay, well. I mean, I do it every week, so. Okay, two things. One, I'm in audition season, and I went to this audition on Monday, and I thought I went fabulous and i looked the director in the eye and he looked like yes that's exactly what i want and i haven't heard back yet and it's been what now it's six days and that can be normal in theater that could also not be normal so i'm i'm frustrated and i'm stressed out and i just want them to like just shoot me in the head already just tell me no that was awful you didn't get cast but like to not hear anything that's frustrating so how much do you still get worked up by that after all of this time I still do. Like, it's. I want this one, though. If I don't want it or I knew I didn't do that well, then, I, you know, I'll move on. But, like, this one I really want. So I just, I need to hear. I need to know. Oh, yeah. well, should we pull some strings on uh, No. <laughs> That's a surefire way for me to not get it. Well, yeah, you know, like I said, it, I don't know. You, you. I mean, that's a tough life just to be judged all the time. You would think at some point, haven't I done enough to get this role? I mean, it's a very difficult thing. Yeah, and I mean, I got in the room, and I mean, there were years, almost a decade, I didn't get into the room. So I'm thankful for even that. I really well, am. Like I said, I'm glad to kind of, you know, give you your wing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's so overblown. I need to stop doing that, too, <laughs> by the way. I, I'm not a, a deeply religious man however living in the city of houston will will put religion on your heart and i am today i want to make sure that i lift up all air conditioners up in prayer yes no (laughs) but for real please do i want to pray for air conditioners all over the greater houston really all over texas because we're gonna have three or four days over 100 looking at 100 203 degrees well you go to dallas it's 105 108 it's hotter and uh, and the thing about Houston, though, it stays hot all night long. Yeah. Other places, like if you go to West Texas, it'll be super, super hot, but then it'll cool off dramatically in the evening. Not Houston. It's hot. It'll be hot until Wednesday. Yeah. And then that, and that's when it goes down to 96. So, <laughs> yeah. And if you've ever walked into a home, and I've done this twice, when my AC was out, you just want to cry. <laughs> I mean, because you know it's going to cost you thousands of dollars. And the other thing is, for me, this is, you know, I'm kind of a different kind of cat. And I, I was on vacation a few weeks ago. And I, by the way, like I mentioned to you, I've been doing a lot of day drinking, a lot of rum, a lot of just, you know, things that you're supposed to ingest in the summertime. Just <laughs> delightful little drink. You know, so, you know, I've had some time off, which is rare, super, super rare. So, yeah, I've been enjoying that. So, you know, sometimes when you have some downtime, 
and you have, you know, vacations and time to reflect on life, things come to mind. So, I, you know, you watch things. I go, I go down the YouTube rabbit hole frequently. Mm-hmm. So, and that happens all the time. And I share some things with you. Other things, I, I I should share more, actually. Oh, should you? I share a lot with you on Twitter, too. You don't always respond. Well, I mean, I see it. Okay. Why do I need to respond? I mean, because, I mean, like, hey, that's great. But, like, if it was Doctor Who stuff, you'd be like, oh, I'm on uh. it. Oh, good luck, Shiro. <laughs> Shiro. <or> no. <laughs> the lesbian character that just died off. Bill. Bill was a woman? Yeah. Okay, well, Bill, and I, I'm not going to get into Doctor Who talk. But however, I went down the rabbit hole, and I ended up on the Tiny Desk series on NPR, which is fabulous for so many reasons, if you never seen it. And I watched the Daniel Caesar one, and I watched his background singer. And it occurred to me at that moment, you see, because spirituality can come from, from multiple places. You know, it occurred to me that, God doesn't make any mistakes because simultaneously in that moment, I came to know why God has not blessed me with millions and millions of dollars. Because at that same moment, I said to myself, you know what? If I was ridiculously rich, I would hire three background singers to just walk around with me in life. <laughs> this is actual thought. Like, yes, I will. I would hire actual background singers. Walk around with me. Let's go to the store. Let's go. Let's to go do to what? The, to sing on cue. I can say hello, hello. First of all, that background, his background singers were fabulous. That being said, I'm like, yeah, that wouldn't that be cool to just walk around with them? Does it have them? I have so <laughs> many ridiculous ideas for what I would do with money that doesn't involve ending world hunger or, <laughs> or saving the world, <laughs> uh, saving you know, keeping us preventing uh, global warming. And so, yeah, I understand clearly why God, because, you know, you ask yourself, well, you know, I've been in the struggle for a while. And why has God not given, blessed me with that multi-million dollar contract? That's why. And it's because I would hire background singers to walk around with. Mm. I would be much like Adrian Broner, but I would be much more original in how I waste my money. I wouldn't do. I wouldn't make it rain. I would walk around with background singers. I mean, I would do a lot. You know, I would say for a day, I don't, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind. That would be, think about that is a cool experience. Walk around with background singers. Yeah, I, I could dig that. Now it's time for headlines. Well, the biggest news in the NBA this week, uh, Kawhi Leonard being traded finally to the, the Toronto Raptors. And in that trade, uh, of course, DeMar DeRozan comes back to San Antonio with other players, Danny Green involved, a, a future pick and all of that stuff. Uh, big news about that. What, what's your thoughts on the Kawhi Leonard trade? It's weird because DeMar DeRozan is basically like in his feelings, crying. Like, And, and we're going to talk about him a little bit later in, later on in Shame, Shame, Shame. And then Kawhi Leonard, you know, I thought with the change of teams, you know, he won a new beginning, a new start. Maybe cut the, the braids off. You know what I'm saying? Like this nah, ain't 1997, he, bro. LA guy. Come on, man. You got to let it go. Ain't going to happen. Got to let it go. That's like Robert Ory hanging on to the flat top. Oh, and you. You know, you were the only two people after uh, 90, let's see, what when about was 2000s. You were still in the 2000s rocking, you and Robert Ory robbing the flat top. It was top. not a true flat top. It was a fade, but mm. not a true, no, not a flat top. You got to let it go. So, but I mean, from a basketball standpoint, what do you think about it? Kawhi Leonard wanted to lead the Spurs. I think you get something in return. You hope that DeMar DeRozan, if you're a Spurs fan, you hope that he meshes well with LaMarcus Aldridge. 
Oh, uh, you know Pop will make that work. Yeah, I, I well, think, he couldn't make it work with LaMarcus Aldridge. With, with Kawhi, you mean? That's what, well, that's I, mean, what I mean. He, he couldn't, couldn't make, make it work, it work with, because, with Kawhi. Well, but, but let's, let's say this. Let's put this out. Kawhi is a different kind of cat. And you talk about a super sensitive guy, and now you have your uncle in your ear. Are those factors, and, and maybe we, there are things I'm sure we don't know about that entire right. situation. If you know the, the backstory of Kawhi, he's gone through a lot in his life. He shut down emotionally, at least publicly. And so he's a different kind of cat. So it really is shocking to everybody. If you go back to the origin of the story, it's shocking to everybody that this divorce happened in the first place. Right. My whole contention is I probably would have held on to him just to see him report to camp, to get into the daily routine, to sort of see if I can mend those fences. And then if it doesn't work out, you got that, you know, somebody's going to step up with a big deal at, at the trade deadline. Well, but they also wanted to get him out of the conference. They didn't want him in the Western Conference. Well, I mean, you still can make that deal later on in the season. And maybe you'll have more Eastern Conference suitors. So, I mean, I, I did not want to see him leave San Antonio. I really didn't because he's a star player, and he seemed to fit perfectly with what they do, and I just hated to see it. But, you know, like you said, you do get DeMar DeRozan. He has three years left on his deal. Kawhi will probably bolt. If I'm Toronto, I think the real losing the deal, I really do think it's Toronto because I don't, I don't know. I still don't believe that they can go to the NBA Finals. If they do, then it was a success. But if not— well, I mean, DeMar, DeMar DeRozan didn't help you either. He didn't help well, what he was going on. Well, he had a very bad postseason. Exactly, a horrible like postseason. They, they, pla- they plateaued, and that's why uh, they made the move. Exactly. Also, Josh Hader got into a lot of of uh, lots of trouble with uh, his tweets. He tweeting, you know. Let everybody know who Josh Hader is. Josh Hader is a relief pitcher for uh, the Milwaukee Brewers, and during. This is this is a, a sign of the time. And he was an All Star. Yeah, he was in. Yes, yeah, so what I was about to say during the All Star game, in which he was an All Star. Somebody exposed tweets from seven years ago where he used the N word repeatedly. Said he hated gay people. A lot of anti-black stuff. Yay, KKK or something. You know, something. Where is KKK. he from? Like Maryland somewhere. Oh, that's and, a little surprising. And so that came out during the game. He talked to Lorenzo Cain, a teammate of his who's African-American, talked to a couple guys on his team face-to-face. And, and since he's the, the, the baseball mandated he, that he takes sensitivity training and also, uh, you know, cultural diversity stuff and wow. make an apology. I, I'm, I go both ways because he was 17 years old. But, but 17, come on. I mean, I understand. I, I hate that argument, 17. Grown well, I mean, ass man at seventeen. But you also you also did stupid things at seventeen years old. Yeah, but yeah, that you, you did. wouldn't repeat now. I don't know. I stupid things like climbing on top of a building, not hating all black people <laughs> <laughs> or gay people. Well, I mean, you, your your experience is limited to 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 your neighborhood and to your area. And now that he's older, he's been exposed in, in a national. I mean, a major league baseball player. He's been he exposed got, to different he, things and different types of people, and maybe he's learned. He got exposed to the fact that he'd get his ass whooped in the locker room, so hence the remorse. Uh, but, I mean, but no, uh, hope, hopefully he has changed. Hopefully he has changed. We see this from time to time in baseball. John Rocker was a guy like that. Right. And I don't know. Well, John guy. Rocker was saying that right after he lost a big game. Like right, he right. was saying that, yeah, right. you know, during his career. So that's a different story. Also, Tiger Woods. Had a well, right now, he's been what in seventh place, but he for a moment he was tied for first place 
in the British Open. And boy, how wonderful is it to have Tiger Woods back in the game. I mean, he shot a 66 in round three. So we'll see what happens tomorrow, which, you know, the podcast will be up. It'll be over by then. But, man, how exciting is it to see Tiger do his thing? I want to be able to see him in the last group and how he performs in the in the final group on Sunday. Well, he won't be in the final group. He's in seventh place. Well, there and you so go. he'll be – He'll be three or four groups before the final group. There's, he's he's won very few tournaments coming from behind. He's usually yeah, a in a front runner, especially through Thursday. I mean, by the time I mean, I'm sorry, through Friday. Usually around Friday, Saturday, he's in the lead, and he you know he, he's battles it out on Sunday. But you know, we'll see. I mean, it depends on how they, they the golf course is set up, uh, how difficult the holes are, what the wind is doing. All those kind of depend on, on what the scores will yeah, be. Yeah, but just to have him back is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Hopefully, he can. Be top five. I want him to win it all. And, and, but uh, you got Jordan Speed putting up some great numbers, so uh, that's going to be a tall task for him. But, hey, with those wins coming off the North Atlantic, anything can happen. Right. And he felt really good about this tournament coming into it. Of course, he changed putters. So he's he's doing his thing. I'm I'm excited for Tiger. I, I mean, and no one – I cannot think of anyone. We talked about this before. No one – gives their sport a bigger boost in the arm. When Tiger's on top, it's must-see TV. And, and more than even yeah, – I Serena. mean, it's easy to say because it's been like 10 years since he's been on top. So yeah, when I'm, he's in the tournament, the, the, the ratings are are boosted. The and that, that's, as, he's, as he keeps playing, continues to play, and it's not such a rare occurrence, that's going to kind of fall off unless he starts It's winning. never falling off, though, Jordan. Never in the history of Tiger. Look, man, look at the stats. When he's not there – it's been like this since 97. No, I understand that. And it's but again, if he continues to, to play and continues not to win, it's just like anything else. I'm like, okay, Tiger's lost it. I mean, it was no, fun while it lasted. If, but I'm saying if he's anywhere near the lead on Sunday. I, well, yeah, I agree with that. Well, I will ignore all of those tournaments. I will maybe peek in on the U.S. Open, maybe the Players' Championship, maybe maybe the Masters. Ma- or the Masters I'll peek in a little bit more without Tiger. But I'm not watching anything else without Tiger. With Tiger, I I will put in six, seven. I, I will watch the whole round. I'm telling you, if I have time and availability, I will watch the whole round. I won't. I will turn away from the NBA, anything else, to watch Tiger for in uh, a final round. And I, I remember being in the locker room, Houston Rockets locker room, after a playoff game, and Barkley and the whole team sitting around watching Tiger win his first Masters. It was a magical thing because you know Barkley is. A, I mean, he was in the golf even back in right. his playing days. But this was in the Rockets' locker room. They had a television. Everybody sitting around watching Tiger Woods. It was it was an amazing thing. And, again, I hope he wins. Finally, NFL and the NFLPA. NFL says that they will not punish, execute any punishment on the players for this national anthem thing until they resolve this issue with the NFL Players Union. Well, you know, you know why, how all this started, because the Miami Dolphins submitted their guidelines for punishment and things of that early in this week because they start training camp before anybody else. Right. And then once the backlash came and all the, oh, this is not right, now they say, okay, we're going to rethink Well, it. Whatever reason why, because they should have done this a long time ago. Finally right. for them to wake up and do that is, something they should have done at the very beginning. And to reset this situation, moving forward and being inclusive with your corporate partners and not your your just your employees. Because, again, unlike most other businesses, these guys are irreplaceable. Right. Really, they are. Right. You can put scrub, football players. These are the best in the world of what they do. And so they're more of your partners than they are your corporate partners. 
than they are your just your simple employees. Mm -hmm. These are not, you know, you just won't find them at Walmart. You, these are real, you know. And so to treat them with that respect, I think it sends a, even if they don't not sincere, ultimately sincere about it, I think it sends a, a good message that, hey, you know, we are ready to listen to you guys and, and figure out our way through this really, really dark storm that was created by the NFL and by Donald Trump. And by the way, Biscuit, your commander in chief tweeted. Nice. Out. nice. <laughs> he tweeted last Who, Vladimir night. Putin? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> and I have definitely have something to say. Uh, the NFL national anthem debate is alive and well again. Can't believe it. This is a quote from him. Isn't it in the contract that players must stand at attention, hand on heart? The $40 million commissioner must now make a stand. First time kneeling out for a game. Second time kneeling out for season slash no pain. That came uh, July 20th from Donald Trump. I will yield to you first, Biscuit. Well, I think he's just trying to take attention off his horrible performance in Russia and say, surprising his national security director by saying that uh, he's invited Putin to the United States for another meeting. Like I said, I mean, everybody knows he's probably got some pictures uh, videos videos of Donald Trump doing some coke with some prostitutes or some financial documents is what he had nah, <laughs> I mean maybe I don't know but you know it, it, it has to be something to, uh, to me I think it has to be something if he does have something which he obviously does it has to be something where he put America at a detriment because we've seen Donald Trump say I can go in the middle of you know New York City and shoot someone and they still elect, elect me president or they still love me, or something along yeah, those yeah, lines. So it's not too many things that he's afraid of. So he must have something. Well, I, for one, welcome our new Russian overlords. I mean, what Biscuit said. Like, we all know the tactics now, right? Like, when something bad happens to him, he throws it back to a win for him and his base. And the win is, we're all patriotic, question mark now, so we should be focusing on this thing. So I mean, I'm not, I'm not even paying any attention to that. I See, my first reaction was sit your ass down. Like, like after what you did, and look, even if you don't understand any of the politics involved, if even if you don't understand anything about policy, or you could just see two men in a room, you could tell who was submissive. I mean, honestly, and, and who was the alpha male in the room? You could tell. Are and you I, calling Donald Trump a female, a Putin's female dog? I didn't say a, I didn't call him a bitch. I just said he was submissive. I didn't. Well, it sounds like that's what no, you mean. No, that, that he, he, he was not. He was the beta male. He was not the alpha <laughs> male. And, in the situation, and I've ne and I'm holding you guys. I'm a sort of political. Head. I've never. This is so upsetting. You go on foreign. It, it, you it was it was. Really as bad as they say it is. Because no matter what the American president, no matter what he believes in his heart, you are always supposed to have the back of your people, especially your national security folks. I, and no, But, you know, you go over there and you blow it and you do something that really is treasonous, borderline treasonous. It really is. And that, that's not to be overstated. And you want to come here. And, and say something about NFL players again, sit your ass down. No, we ain't buying that. I'm not buying that. Let's stop. Stop. And I think even the owners will ignore that pressure from the White House this time. I'd like to clarify my comments, something I said earlier in the show about Donald Trump, where I said I think that 
Putin has something on him. And I'd, I'd like to clarify that I said he wouldn't have something on, <laughs> on Donald Trump. That's what I meant to say. Any final thoughts on the subject for you, Kalina? No. This is like, I mean, everything both, every all of us have been saying, all of that. I know, and we, we've spent a lot of time on politics. But again, these are not normal times. We're not talking about George Bush Sr. here. We, we, this is this is like unprecedented, and he brings himself into our little world. Now it's time for a segment that we call Sports E. This week in Sports E. Sports E. Entertainment. The E is for entertainment. <laughs> Yes, the NFL's new golden boy, San Francisco's 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, was spotted at dinner with porn star Kiera Mia in Beverly Hills this week. The 26-year-old Garoppolo walked arm-in-arm with the 41-year-old adult actress. Later, she posted a question on her Instagram, what time is it when she pulls the scrunchie off her wrist to pull up her hair? The pic was posted from the Four Seasons Hotel. Let's unpack this a little bit. So, so... Jimmy Garoppolo, who's a golden boy, who's the face of the franchise. He's not. A, he's just not another player. He's the future of the NFL. He's one of the guys that you can point to and say he's going to revive successful football in San Francisco. He came from New England. He's that dude. He's the, the good-looking guy, the guy that, you know, he's tall and the, the, he has leadership qualities. He's the face of the franchise. So it poses the question, is that an issue or not? I mean, is that an issue now, well, there was a day when you definitely could not do that if you're the face of the franchise. I'm trying to figure out, is that day gone, or is we, we have the remnants of that day where he'll get backlash for dating a porn star? Because I've not heard any negative backlash. Well, let's go back a second. I don't think that he got her. I think she got him, because that's what happens when you're 41 and he's 26. <laughs> he, he, I can tell you what, he's playing with five. He, he, you should watch himself. Well, well. <laughs> and then is she a current porn star or a former? I, I know nothing about that. And I, if you've ever acted in a an adult film, you're a porn star. I, you never heard, like, you know. You can retire. Regular. Like, she's a porn. No, I'm saying, like, the star is associated with porn. Everybody in porn in the star. I mean, I don't, you know, so. Sure. Like. Oh, I, a B-list porn person, actually, or something. I don't so know. So why is this? Why is this a problem? Because he's a golden boy. I mean, people are actively doing drugs and okay, hitting their well, wives. Here's why it's an issue. Colin Kaepernick is, is perceived to be bad for the league because he took a knee and he's speaking out on social issues. But now you have somebody who's associating with a known, known. Essentially, she's a prostitute. She's a porn star. So, she has sex for money on camera. The double standard here is if if this is bad, if, if, first of all, is it bad for the league? And second of all, you give Kaepernick. Kaepernick is giving means to charity and does. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just I, throwing no. It out there. I, I don't. I don't like this only because what she is doing is legal. It is legal. So therefore, you will now start villainizing the woman for doing a legal job, and you can't now that you cannot do anymore in this in this era in this atmosphere. Well, prostitution is illegal in a lot of places, including where. But we she's could. not doing prostitution; she's a porn star. Well, if you are getting paid to have sex, if you uh, if you have a camera, it's legal. If you don't, it's not. It, according, I mean, to these, law, <laughs> according to our so law, according to our law, is porn legal in you? I mean, can you film porn in Houston? I didn't think. I you didn't. Could. I didn't. I'm not talking about Houston, though. I'm not talking about Houston. 
Okay. But like I'm saying, what she's doing is not illegal. Therefore, you will now be villainizing a woman who is doing a job that is legal for what she does. And you can't do that. Therefore, I don't think this is a problem. Because ultimately, um, I Roger... I think that he's breaking a law. I don't think the percent... But no. are you associating with somebody that is... Look, you, you know, again, football, the NFL tries to associate itself with the flag and, you know, family and all of that. And here you are with, you know, double whatever she has, you know. But none of that has anything to do with that. So you're saying just because she's not squeaky clean like he's is supposed to be. And I think that Roger Goodell has bigger fish to fry, obviously. Well, I mean, and again, I'm really just having a discussion because, again, I don't generally care, but I know that if this happened 10 or 15 years sure. ago, this would be a deal. Like, you cannot do that. Well, yeah. Um, because we've been, and I've been admittedly critical of quarterbacks saying, certain you can't do what other guys on the team do. Yeah. Not, yeah. not date so much, but, like, you can't be in the club like everybody else. Like, I remember when Vince Young got into his situation in the club. The book on him was that he didn't study enough. He wasn't committed. And when you're the quarterback, it's almost like you are you're almost like management at the same time. You're a player, but you're management at the same time. You're like the coach on the field. You're an extension of the the, the front office. It's just odd that you can't do those sorts of things if you're a regular. And it's just odd that the tides are turning where people don't, don't seem to care about this. Well, let me, let me throw it another way. Roger Goodell looks at this guy. He's like, man, I don't like this. This is not a good look for the NFL. Calls this guy in, says, hey, you can't date her because she's a porn star and she has her body all over the place and she's having sex with all these men. You got to kill that. If any of that got out, then this, like, I can't even imagine what will happen. So, no, like, that's my point. Okay, is so that, you know, my life, final point on this part. Sure. What if it was Cam Newton dating a porn star? Oh, yeah, no, that, that, that don't work. <laughs> that don't work. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That don't work. It's a double standard. So, mm -hmm. what's next, this pussy? Boxer Amir Khan gave a heartfelt public apology to Caitlyn Jenner for calling her Bruce on social media. He also repeatedly called her him. Well, you know, he apologized and really he said that he had, he was a fan of Bruce because of the Olympics. You know, they have the Olympic connection together. And I saw the apology. He was he seemed really, really sincere. But it creates the, the, the problem that we all have. Like it takes a minute to say her, her, her. When well, you're talking about like for those of us now you don't remember I remember when Bruce Jenner was Mr everything he was on the Wheaties box he was a flag wave he was the ultimate example of manhood he dated all these beautiful women and and, and the, you know to see the transition has been kind of crazy and a lot of us blame Hollywood for it or whatever <laughs> it just didn't seem I know for me personally it didn't seem sincere now sure. I guess once you go all if once you go everywhere he went he he's pretty, he means it. Yeah. <laughs> no going back. I and I think even uh Caitlin has conceded like if it happened when Caitlin was Bruce and it was the part of the Olympics and sports related that Caitlin says Bruce is fine, him is fine. But like the current and now it's her. Apology noted. <laughs> Packers linebacker Clay Matthews was camera ready shooting a Walmart commercial less than two months after taking a softball to the grill in a charity softball game. The 32-year-old is used to violence on the football field, but met his match when he took a line drive from a Packers offensive lineman. 
Yeah, they want to tear the game. I don't know if you saw the video. He took a shot right to the face. That's he stuff was pitching. Hurts. Yeah, yeah. And softball, I mean, if you know anything about it's not so soft. But yeah, he he took a shot to the grill and it was it was bad. But he's had cosmetic surgery and so he's back in the swing of things. It makes me wonder how far they'll go with these uh these charity games if it if anybody suffers a major injury in any of these. Cuz you know JJ Watt has raised millions of dollars with his. He didn't have it this year, but he had, in the past he's had these big games and and players play in all these charity events year round. Well, not in the offseason, not year round, but And lastly, Houston Rockets Chris Paul hosted the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards. On his Instagram, he has a picture of his wife and two kids. And, of course, you can't go to a Nickelodeon show without getting slimed. So he also has a pic of him covered in the green goo. It's actually a really cute picture if you go to his Instagram. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm, I don't know how I feel about Chris Paul. That's all. What? I, I don't know how I feel about Chris Paul. He can't go host a kids. Oh, I mean, I think it's great. Yeah, the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, wonderful thing. And so say what you're not saying. Nothing. I mean, I, I don't know how I feel about him. <laughs> that's all I can okay, say. Okay, so tune in for episode 65 where I pull his teeth and he tells me <laughs> what he doesn't think. What I really think, what about, really Chris think about Chris Paul. Hey, well, I, I certainly appreciate it. Coming up uh, a little bit later, we'll bring you back for birthdays. All right. Now I want to go to a segment that we call Ballin' or Ballin'. And for that, going to bring in the Silver Fox, Kevin Allen, the birthday boy. You had a birthday this week, man, and I couldn't get in touch with you all week. How was your birthday week? Great. You're lucky you called me today. <laughs> <laughs> got to get back going a little bit later. Well, hey, you got your AARP card yet? I mean, hey, that's we- <laughs> next. That's next year. I'll be, I'll be eligible. Well, like I said, I mean, hey, man. Of course, we're gonna honor you later with the birthday segment. But we want to tell you again, we really appreciate you and hope you had a wonderful, wonderful birthday. And uh, hey, man, we always enjoy you. So I'm glad you had a good birthday week. Hey, not done yet, though. I'll let you know. The the all-white party, the all-black party, they, you, you going to do the week-long celebration? Well, I got one day left oh. today. Got to rest tomorrow. <laughs> and on the seventh day, he rested, huh? Oh, hey, man. So in balling or falling, uh, first up, baseball's response to Josh Hader. We talked about him a little bit earlier in the headlines, but uh, what's your take? Did baseball do enough in making him making sure he goes to sensitivity and diversity training, or should they have gone and done more? Is their response balling or falling? I think they're they're balling on it at least. You know, they have him going to do some classes to try to uh, rectify that problem as well. I think they should have put him out a little bit more in the public because, you know, apologizing and and maybe donate to some some other Charitable organizations. Right. Yeah, Make things of nature. And, some, and yeah. maybe maybe that'll be a part of it moving forward. Right. Uh, the the tough thing is that you couldn't suspend him for something that happened when he was seventeen Ten years, years old. old. That right. was seven years ago. So I think their response is, is balling. Yeah. You 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 do a PR move where you make sure he goes to sensitivity training. He's apologized, tearfully apologized to his teammates. And but you know the only thing I don't like about these things when they talk about oh he he's so hard he's so hurt and crushed by this. Well, what about the people who you know have been called the N word or or right. or people who have been 
harassed because they're homosexuals. I mean, what about the, the victims of that kind of language? But you're saying, oh, no, he's so hurt and so it just, oh, it, it hurt him so it means so. That's the kind of thing that kind of annoys me. And the other thing is that, oh, well, he's so young. Oh, he's he's 17, man. You could damn near go to war and do everything else <laughs> when you're 17. So that is a, is a whole nother thing as well. Next up on Ballin' or Fallin', the ESPYs. Now, this, this for me is a personal thing because it's just made out of thin air. And I think they, I don't, they, what, they make 20 years of this already? 20, 20, 25 years, something like that. I, I didn't know it was that long. Me either. Because, yeah. again, it's just a made-for-television production. But, you know, you give out awards. And let me say, well, and, and I'll get your, your answer first and then I'll elaborate. Are the ESPYs balling or falling? They're balling. Hey man, these guys and, and ladies get decked all out and on the red carpet and you know, it's just a, a huge event, big party, man. I, and I told you on the Houston show, hey, I'm looking forward to going one day. Yeah, I, I you talked about that uh, yeah. on like I said, you and Ralph talked about going. I well, what why in particular any reason why you would want to go? I want to go and, and and just get the experience and and be around the energy and and, and meet some of these people. You you had Danica Patrick, she was the host. And then you get to see Jim Kelly getting the Jim Valvano Award, right. things like that. I wish it could have been there when Stuart Scott was was getting the mm -hmm. award. So things like that, I would love to experience, man. Man, well, I've been to numerous events, and what I like more than that is like a Super Bowl setting. Where you know where you kind of at the central location, the play, the NFL hotel, where you can kind of talk to different guys off the record and kind of have those conversations with guys. I mean, you know, I usually was. I mean, I was always with you know my best friend who played in the league. And when you with a guy in the league, I'm sure you know, like yeah. when you were Kenny Smith or something. You in uh, Grange, I know experiences this when you're around other NBA. The conversation is different, so you hear things that you really inside stuff that you wouldn't normally hear. To me, I like those kinds of conversations uh, and it's just a centralized thing more than, say, an award show like that. For me, the ESPYs are falling. I keep on falling. Now, <laughs> uh, now again, look, uh, what they've done with the Arthur Ashe Award and the Jimmy V Foundation, that's beautiful. And, and uh, honestly, if you watch it year in and year out, you will cry. You will tear up. If you have a heart, you will tear up. From that standpoint, as a production, it, it's balling like that. But it's falling because it's the arbitrary award. You just, Okay, I like any awards, I guess, for that matter. But what you're doing is you're giving the award, like the Astros was the were the team of the year. Okay, well, their prize was winning the World Series. They're the world champs. How much validation do you get from the ESPYs? I mean, you've done what you – like if you win – if you had somebody, a 8-year-old, a 20-year-old, a 30-year-old, would you rather win a NBA championship or an ESPY? <laughs> Nobody's going to even mention an ESPY. So, I, you know, again, I, but they have I ripped guess up my application to the ESPN, so I will never work on the airways. But ESPN. isn't that to be, you know, more recognized for certain things and as team of the year? Plenty. I mean, I, it's a TV show, and it's a big TV production. The only other cool aspect about it, although, like I said, again, there's several cool aspects about it. But it's just a really a made for TV production. The only cool thing, the another cool thing about it is that you do convene pretty much all of your athletes, right? Because that's the only time of the year that you could possibly do that. Basketball's done, 
It's before training camp, and baseball is on. And no, no hockey, and baseball is on the All Star break. So there's Perfect cool timing. things about it, but just the award part itself is kind of hokey to me. And I, but that's just my little pet peeve, and I will never go to Bristol, Connecticut anyway. So it doesn't matter. Finally, in balling or falling, To playing in the CFL. Is he balling or falling for trying to make the, the comeback? For him to come back to the CFL, is that balling or falling? To me, that's falling. <laughs> You've had your day just trying to stay relevant, stay out in the news, keep his name going. Hopefully something can break for him and get out there. Still looks like he's in tremendous shape. Ran a 4-4-3. And can, can so he, play, so he can run. I, I think he, like I said, I just think he's trying to keep his name out there. But forty-four years old, even though you can still run, licks are a little bit different now. Well, you know, I say that he's falling. He's having a, a difficult summer in my book, and I've always had his back. But you know, first you blow off the the Hall of Fame, which again, you know, I, I hate that because I wanted to see the presentation. I wanted to hear from him. I, you know, what is his – I mean, he went to Tennessee Chattanooga, but I've never really throughout his career heard him talk a lot about that. Like, some players wear their schools on their sleeve, like, through and through. If you're a Buckeye, you're a Buckeye all the way through. If you went to Michigan, you all the way through. If you, you hook them horns, if you, no matter how many years you've been in the NFL. I never got that sense from T.O. Uh, at Tennessee Chattanooga. The other part of that is, yeah, it is for attention. And you, you messed up your relationships in the NFL because you could have got those two or three years on the back end. Now I love T.O. and I am all for his ignorance, but when <laughs> you do some of the craziness that he does, you, you pay the cost to be the boss. That's the cost of doing business. You don't, I always say this, when you act that early on in your career, it's not going to hurt you early on. You could be eccentric. You could be rude. You can be, you could throw teammates under the, but you can do all of those things. And, and, and it will never cost you on the front end. It's on the back end. Those last two or three years. You look at some of these quarterbacks and guys on the last few years of their career just got to hang on. Look, Kendrick Perkins is a guy like that in the NBA. You know, hardworking guy and, you know, a team guy. And he got a couple years towards the end of his career where he got checks just because he was a good guy. There's examples of that over and over again where they'll let a guy stay too long because he's a good guy. Conversely, that guy had two or three years of football left in him when he shut it down, but nobody wanted to deal with the headache. I enjoyed his ignorance, and I appreciate T.O. I'm a T.O. fan, but you have to understand when you do stuff like that, you it, come back uh, it comes you. back to bite you. And so for him to go and play in the CFL is a falling move. You got to find a different occupation, man. You got to – you can't – just can't keep going. But so. you got to, you know, we're a little bit off base on that, but you have to kind of take care of your your, your 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 money while you're playing. And sometimes these guys are still trying to play, trying to get that check to make up for when they messed up early. It's it's, it's pretty difficult yeah, to tell these guys. Back, yeah, it's difficult to tell these guys once they're making that money how to handle it. But once they get broke, then it's a different ball game. Yeah, man, it's a terrible situation. Hey, want to thank you for that, man. Appreciate it. That will wrap up the first half of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast, episode 64. When we come back on the other side, we're going to do some shame, 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 a charge to the game, and we're going to do birthdays and the Lamont Awards. So all that and more on episode 64 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast 
on iTunes, SoundCloud, KTSURadio.com, or anywhere else you get your podcast. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple, and it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. Shame, shame, shame. Shame, 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 Or charge it to the game. But it's all in the game. This is where I give Biscuit a couple different, a player situation, and he tells me if it's a shame, 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 or do you charge it to the game? Let's start off first and foremost with Carmelo Anthony. He picks up the player option to stay in Oklahoma City for $28 million. Mm-hmm. They clearly don't want him. He right. knows they don't want him. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He, he, he picks up the option to stay. The man says that he does not want to be a six-man. Still gets his money. They have to trade him to avoid the luxury tax and to get rid of his contract. Right. He will be waived by the Atlanta Hawks. Right. And he'll sign for another 5 or 6 or $7 million with the Houston Rockets, we assume, in the near future. Is that a shame, 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 or charge it to the game? Well, it depends on what perspective you look at it from. If you're Oklahoma if City, you, uh, then it's a shame, shame, shame that you got uh, old Carmelo Anthony who couldn't help you get past the first round of the playoffs, and you're paying him $28 million. That's a shame. If you Carmelo Anthony, you you charging this to the game. You you get twenty eight million so, plus five million that that on top of that five to or play six. five or six to play for a team that you wanted to play for in the beginning. As a basketball fan, is it a shame, 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 or do you charge that to the game? You charge it to the game. That's how this game works right now. But it's all in the game. You know what I. We'll agree with you on this one. Charge it to the game. Because when you talk about this situation, the the NBA, look, first of all, I'm for the players getting all the money they want. What does irk me about the NBA, unlike other sports, you can pout and act a fool and not show up and do whatever you don't want to do, and you will still end up getting exactly what you want. And I don't think that that's good. I don't care about it. It sounds like you're going shame, shame, shame. Well, I'm just saying the way it's structured, get your money. You have to charge it to the game. I, I just think it's bad, though, every time. Because you know, uh, we don't teach kids that. We teach kids if you don't get it your way, if you throw a tantrum, I'm not going to suddenly give you. But that's negotiation. That's not throwing a tantrum. You're negotiating just like Julio Jones oh, well, is doing with the Atlanta Falcons right now. To a lesser extent, I'm talking about like Kawhi. Kawhi basically says, I don't want to be here. I'm leaving. Now, 
Maybe he shows up and gives it his all. He only played nine games last year. And really, and again, I don't want to get too deep in the middle of that situation, but they essentially said, hey, we're going to give you all the help we can. We don't see anything else that's wrong. You're cleared to play. Now, they would not jeopardize their franchise player paying him all this guaranteed money if they thought he would be at greater risk or if he wasn't ready to play. Well, you got the petty Frenchman talking about how his injury was worse than his Kawhi. His injury was worse. But I mean, he tore his quad but off no the one, no one needs to know that. How is this relevant to the conversation? You're not offering anything. You're not. You're not saying anything nice. So shut your mouth, Frenchman. Well, that's kind of racist what you just did. That, that's nationalist. Why you call? What, what, how is that relevant to the conversation that he's French? I don't know. I just think it's funny that he's like every time I hear a Frenchman, I now um, that is funny. But call him a Frenchman. I mean, just, he's from France. He's a French nationalist. Yeah, I mean, he's nationally from France. Damn, boy. Check out the Trump in you. No, it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> Congratulations to France on, on the World Cup, World Cup victory. Uh, which is quite controversial. I too, understand. I, was, I saw Ask that as well. About that. I know. I saw that as well. But, I mean, I don't have a problem with French people. I just think it's funny. That... <laughs> it sounds like you do. <laughs> no, I don't. I, not at all. People uh, well, think we French. We, well, we, 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 we New, New Orleans French. Well, people think that. I know, but, I mean, I'm not. But, but I don't have a I just think it's so funny. Later today, I'll take you out for a hamburger and some freedom fries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so silly. You're ridiculous. Yeah, well, hey, I'm just not a big Frenchman, fan of. Shut up, Frenchman. I didn't, did I say shut up, Frenchman? Well, I, I'm paraphrasing. Well, that was the gist of your comment. I mean, it, it wasn't helpful. It, it ended up hurting his team in the long run. And you know, I mean, there's, I, I, there's other things that people say that Tony Parker's done but they too. They said so. that those comments were mischaracterized. I don't know exactly. No, the team meeting happened after he said said that that's not how i heard it the no, thing he, he had he came he out he talked it. to the media he came out and talked to the media and said that his injury was worse and then there was this big team meeting after that well the character was i did hear the comments that he made and as i recall now it has come to me that yeah he did say something to that effect but it wasn't it, i think it still was taken out of context it didn't help, certainly, but exactly his problems seemed to be more with the organization because Tony Parker's not there anymore. He's in Charlotte, so now, yeah. it's not all about him. It, it's not like Kawhi said, "Get rid of Tony Parker," and then well, he might have Tony uh, Parker might have been feeling some type of way, but not no longer being like the main guy is Kawhi Leonard. Well, I want to go back to the next thing up and shame, 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 a charge to the game. Masai Ujiri, the general manager for the Toronto Raptors. Came out and apologized to Demar Derozan. That's stupid. Because well, let me, I'm, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. gonna give you an opportunity to answer. I thought this was the Lamont Award. He should get the Lamont Award. Let me set the stage okay, for the folks. Sorry. So after Demar Derozan said, "Look, he lied to me. He said I wasn't going anywhere." Ujiri got enough criticism around the league that he felt compelled to apologize for a miscommunication with Demar Derozan. For him apologizing is that shame, 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 or charge it to the game? It's a shame. He came out. He lied to him anyway. He he thought he was. They were gonna be, you know, the first seed. They thought they were gonna come out and, and really do some work. And and he lied to him. I mean, that's what it is. He he told he sold him a dream. It didn't work out like he wanted it to. And now he wants to to cry and say, "Oh, this is like when when you apologize to someone and say, I'm sorry that what I said made you feel that way.' That's not saying I'm sorry for what I said. That's not saying not taking responsibility and say I'm sorry for what I did. Oh, I'm sorry for what I said offended you. But he you. shouldn't be. Sorry for what he did. If he he works for the Toronto Raptors organization, but, so okay. So if he shouldn't not, be sorry, why is he apologizing? He's apologizing for the miscommunication. That's a lie. That's a lie. He's apologizing for having for selling him a dream. Demar Derozan believing that dream, and 
the guy just changed his mind. I'm going to go the direct opposite of you, and I'm going to say <laughs> charge it to the game. But it's all and I'll tell you what. If you're not in Los game. Angeles or New York or, or Golden State, you, as a general manager trying to get a free agent in the future to come play for you. Not going to happen. You have to have players believe that your word means something. It does. And if you get a bad enough reputation, you certainly – in addition to all the other roadblocks in front of guys signing with Toronto, now I can't trust the GM. Now, DeRozan is a little bit naive to believe that any of these guys are going to tell you the truth. But I think it was important to say, hey, he misunderstood. And maybe he authentically said, hey, you know, when because when you talk about the future, you say, this is what we're going to try to do. And if a deal comes along and I got to take it, I'm not going to turn around and say, well, hey, because during negotiation with the Spurs, he can't say, well, DeMar really doesn't want to go. Let me run it by him first. You can't do that. So he may have really not lied. He he may really have just not by omission, you know. Like if I most- tell a half of truth, that's a whole lie. This guy, I mean, and then you, you talk about, DeMar DeRozan, you get rid of the coach because he doesn't play DeMar DeRozan because DeMar DeRozan isn't playing well. You get rid of the coach of the year in Toronto. Dwayne Casey. And then you get rid of the guy who you got rid of the coach for. That doesn't make sense. Well, I think if you get a chance to get a top five player, you got to take. And you Which got... we don't know who he'll be because we don't know if he likes playing basketball because he never smiles. Oh, wait, he smiled on his first picture in Toronto and everybody's making a big deal about it. Well, Kawhi Leonard. I, you know, I, I think... I think that you have to make that move if you Toronto, if you believe in yourself. I probably would not have made the move because you know at the very least you were at the top. Maybe your coach would be enough to push you over the top. But again, Demar Derozan having that poor postseason really, really hurt that. And so you know it, it's a tough situation. But in today's NBA, where it's about relationships and feelings, he has to be because we know what Rick, what they said about Rick Smith here in Houston. That he he would lie to your face, and he was known as a liar, and that hurt a lot of things. Now, ultimately, in the NFL, you can take the money, but in right. the NBA, you got so many more options uh, that to get a guy to come because free agents are not lining up to come play in Toronto. They don't want to come hang out with Drake. Well, it's taxes, it's a bunch of stuff. No, I know, you know it's a lot. Finally, in same, 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 a charge to the game. We talked about the mural last episode. Now they've redone the mural in Los Angeles with LeBron looking up at the greats of the of the Lakers. Wait, greats of the LeBron? Past. I didn't. I didn't. I missed this. LeBron has a mural already in Los Angeles. He had. Well, you really. And then you didn't go back and listen to episode sixty three. Had the mural painted twice for LeBron. They vandalized it twice, and you know everybody Which says they should. The Kobe fans vandalized it. So then they come back and they, okay, they, mural. I saw the mural. Not I thought I was thinking a statue for some reason, but okay, go ahead. I thought you said statue. Like when you said mural, like a statue came into my head, not the painting thing. But I got you. So we're getting a lot of insight into your situation, <laughs> your cognitive <laughs> abilities. What I, you, I, my, what, what is now I'm stupid because no. I got mural confused with statue. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. It's mural? fine. Mural statue. Mural. I, that just, happens every day. You know what? It's fine. <laughs> so, it's fine. So. Here's the deal. <laughs> so they redone the mural. Okay. The painted on the side of a wall. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. I appreciate that. <laughs> you appreciate appreciate the clarification. With, with paint, with the little brushes. <laughs> <laughs> and now they have him oh, looking thanks. up to the Lake of Greats. Is that a shame, shame, shame? 
A charge into the game. Uh, it's a shame. LeBron hasn't done anything in the Lakers uniform. He hasn't even bring, brought any major free agents yet. It's just him, Lonzo, and LeVar. I mean, that's that's all that's there right now. So it's way too early to be paying murals. He just signed for a contract. He just came there for other opportunities that he'll have as a brand, not necessarily as a basketball player. You do not, you do not give him that honor. Well, if you get a mural. You, he came to win championship. Don't you think? No, he, he didn't. You don't you think he thought Kawhi or somebody would come with him? Paul George would come with LeBron him. LeBron is a smart guy. If LeBron doesn't have those pieces already in place, if that was his goal, his main objective, if he doesn't have those pieces already in place, he's not making that deal. Maybe Paul George lied to him. Maybe, nah, maybe they don't have him and Paul George don't have a relationship like well, that. Well, and a lot of players don't want to play with LeBron. Um, we'll see if Kawhi does. Rumor is that he, he doesn't, but uh, as it pertains to the mural, <laughs> the mural, uh, I think it's a charge it to the game. Uh, you, I mean, if you are a Laker fan and you haven't been in the playoffs in five years, you get this guy, you want to celebrate him. I, I wouldn't have done it. It seems he hasn't like, done anything. He, they like, haven't won one I game, know, haven't won one playoff series. Don't you think? Nothing. Look, okay, look at what you remember in Houston, what they did for Dwight Howard and how important that was to the franchise to get a guy to be here when you couldn't get other free agents to come. And remember they brought in all the big men downtown. It was yeah, really Yeah, I understand stupid. that. But that's it not, was, a, that's in, not in a mural. It was really, really dumb. But I'm saying you have a whole damn near parade for him. And so, uh, you I know. Mean, but that was kind of set. The president for that was kind of set with the heat, what they did with LeBron and, and, and Chris Bosh. This is a layman's way of doing the same thing. Uh, no, nah, I don't. I, I mean, again. I wouldn't have done it. I mean, but I understand the fans doing it. Being grateful that, hey, now we have a, we can compete with Golden State. Or maybe even at the very least go to the playoffs. So, you know, from that standpoint, I think that's where we are with that. Now it's time for a segment that we call the Lamont Awards. I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks. With no lifeboats and no life preserver and a school of piranhas surrounding you, you big dummy. And Biscuit, what was Lamont? A big dummy. This is the award we give out each week to somebody who has really exposed himself as being really, really stupid or accidentally stupid, as it were. This week, a guy who was who, who may be a CTE candidate. Uh, in, a who, candidate? He's a poster child. Well, he's a, a lot of erratic behavior for Richie Incognito. And Richie Incognito, offensive lineman, was involved and suspended and kicked out of the league for bullying Jonathan Taylor, which I— Jonathan he, Martin. Jonathan Martin. Not Jonathan Taylor, but Jonathan Martin. And he's just a real kind of one of the all-time cliche bad guys. Bad, dirty. Yeah, bad, just, dirty, cheater, all of those yeah. things. Which I don't – being a cheater on the field and stuff, then some of that stuff, that nastiness, I don't, I don't always object to. But this week, we've already talked about Donald Trump. Well, Richie Incognito, who is going through all sorts of things – with his mental stability. TMZ. And I don't know if TMZ ought to be the big dummy or Richie Incognito. But TMZ asked him his opinion of, of Trump's performance in Helsinki, Finland. This is what Richie Incognito had to say to TMZ Sports about Trump's meeting with Vladimir Putin in Finland this week. Will you be working with Melania Trump on your anti-bullying campaign at all? I hope so. I yeah. hope they reach out. I've lost my voice. I've been doing business. Hey, you're a great American hero, man. I want to get your opinion. Did, did Trump sell out the U.S. in the summit with, with Putin, or did you think Of course said- not. That was a power position taken by Trump. Yeah? We're reinforcing the borders. 
Are we not seeing that? Now, of course, we did not have permission to use that clip. But thank you, TMZ Esports. I like I like the way he started off. He said, I'm losing my voice because I've been doing business. <laughs> like, <laughs> what kind of business are you doing? Going out of a nightclub, <laughs> soaking wet, sweating. Like, what kind of business you doing where you got to yell at people all the time? <laughs> like, that make you lose your voice. <laughs> Buy my product. <laughs> that makes no sense. And he said what Trump did. He said Trump took a power position. <laughs> so one bully taking up for the other bully. He was like, yeah, we're enforcing the borders. <laughs> what borders? The Russian borders? <laughs> so, uh, you know, for him to step up, he's trying to start an anti-bullying campaign, and he hopes to work with Melania one day. Oh, wow. So he's not only is he stupid and politically ignorant and a MAGA, <laughs> you know, he also is under the illusion that someday he and Melania Trump will work on anti-bullying. Poster you got to see the shot. Yeah, f- the poster boy for bullying. <laughs> exactly. Leading the anti-bullying campaign. Well. You know, yeah, yeah. Richie Incognito, you are no Mike Vick. You can't come <laughs> out and go to the, you know, the dog shelters and talk about saving dogs after that's you fall. So, so, no, Richie so, Incognito, so you cannot pull... A Michael Vick move. No, you wrong for that. You are on bring <laughs> Michael Vick. He was oh, at I the, love Michael I Vick. know, but, but I was, love dogs too. You were wrong for bringing yeah, Michael Vick what, and the dog thing up again. He was trying to I'm rehabilitate himself. I'm telling the man he's no Mike Vick. I know, but that's, know no, that's a, a veiled no compliment. Vick. Like, that's not cool. He <laughs> was at, Michael Vick was at one of the most entertaining things that I saw this week, the flag football championships. Yeah, he was there Leave watching the Seneca podcast. Wallace doing what he did in the NFL throw interceptions. So we, we can get Seneca Wallace on the podcast. Whenever well, not after I said all he does is throw interceptions. Well, he hadn't heard this episode yet. Mm, True. Maybe you can apologize live on the air. No, thank you. Well, with that, we want to make sure you know that Richie Incognito is a big dummy. You big dummy. <laughs> With that, now is the time to show where we celebrate birthdays from celebrity birthdays to a few personal birthdays. If you have a birthday shout out, send it to us or an accolade. If you accomplish something, you win an award. If you get nominated for an award, if you make something happen in the world, let us know so we can celebrate you as well during this segment. Kalina, what do you have? 1984, 88, 92, and 96 Olympic gold winner Teresa Edwards. Gold medalist in basketball. She is a, uh, I mean, she was one of the, probably the five or six people at the beginning for me with basketball. From when You talk about uh, Cheryl Miller was one of them. You talk about uh, what Ann Myers was one of them. Lieberman, Nancy Lieberman was one of them. So those were that first crop of really, really high-caliber female uh, basketball players. Golfer Calvin Pete. Calvin Pete, a pioneer African-American golfer. Uh, my dad really liked Calvin Pete. He was on, for many years, right before Tiger, he was the only black man on the PGA Tour. Dallas Cowboys head coach Jimmy Johnson. From Port Arthur, from Port Arthur, Texas, from the Golden Triangle. So, yeah, Jimmy Johnson. Running back Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders, arguably one of the one or two best running backs of all time. Definitely better than Emmitt Smith. I will say that. So all my Cowboy fans out, just take that and run with it. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. But yeah, Barry Sanders will just you, I have to show you highlights of him because you don't have a true appreciation. Because almost when you say Barry Sanders, you almost have to say it like, Barry Sanders. <laughs> okay, how about this? Um, <laughs> you need your background singers. Running back Barry Sanders. That is, that's a whole <laughs> lot better. That's a whole lot better. We have a slew of NBA birthdays from Penny Hardaway, 
Spurs' LaMarcus Aldridge, Trailblazer Damian Lillard, 76er Ben Simmons, and DeAndre Jordan. Well, happy birthday to those guys. Oh, and what else? Yeah, somebody else? And lastly, this is a sad one, ESPN anchor Stuart Scott. Yeah, he would have been 53 this week. Yeah. And really changed the game. He, you know, he, he took the hood to, to really <laughs> – I mean, the vernacular, the swag. Yeah. He brought swag to being the sports anchor. And really, it's changed the game from now on. And it's really a transitional figure. And it really allowed really us to be the way we are on the airways. We're not so stuffy and structured. He opened up the game. He, was, he passed away a couple years ago. He was funny and educated. And he could talk about other things aside from sports, which is why I really loved him. I mean, not just that, but like he was just a... He seemed very warm and I very intelligent when he was talking about sports. So I I'm very sad about this. One. Yeah, and two lovely daughters as well that he was committed to. Yeah. And personally, who we have? We have Mark the Mailman. Happy birthday, brother! I, supports us on Twitter. Yes, he and does. Twitter. Yes. <laughs> on Twitter. And Twitter. Uh, Not Twitter. I, <laughs> I have a personal birthday. I want to say happy birthday to Brandon Morgan. He's turning the Dirty 30 on July 22nd. Happy birthday there. And finally, our very own Silver Fox, Kevin, Kevin Allen. Allen. Well, I mean, we talked about it earlier. We heard from him. He had to go. But Kevin Allen, happy, happy birthday. Happy 71st birthday. No, stop it. Stop <laughs> it. He's going to listen to this. The man went to school with Joe Lewis. Oh. <laughs> so those are our birthdays. So happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. Everybody sing. Just for the birthday, people. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Well, before I let go. Before I let go. Before I let go, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. As always, we want to continue to make this as interactive as possible. Want to make sure you go to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group page and the fan page. I post there all the time. I'll have some poll questions coming up in the near future. And that's the way you guys can communicate with me and share stories that you think I ought to see or you would like us to talk about. Also, you can tweet me at Wade's Word. And, of course, the Sports Talk with D-Wade Instagram page is up and available as well. So all those ways to reach out and touch me. want to thank you so, so much. Continue to subscribe, like, and uh, tell your friends iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and on KTSURadio.com. Want to thank our guy DJ Malone and, of course, our sponsor, Cobank Homes. Appreciate you so much. Enjoyed it. Hopefully you did as well. And as always, have a great day.
Stayin' alive, stayin' alive.